0: God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome.
1: Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. For those of you who can't see the video, Robert Schneider Jr., is uh got a
0: pirate's pipe or or a detective's pipe, some sort of pipe? Dude, I'm the fucking 2020 Sherlock Holmes. Bitch. Got a nice Brooklyn hat. Yeah, if Sherlock Holmes lived today, he'd live in Brooklyn, and he would solve crimes in that Williamsburg. Mmm, down on Kent Avenue.
1: Play some smoky music here, some noirish music. I do believe, dear Watson, there has been. A Florentine mustached hipster down in Williamsburg committing crimes untold. I do declare,
0: if I were to examine that pen that you have in your breast pocket there, would I presumably find the DNA of one said deceased hombre that was found in your stretch of the woods the answer of course is yes and you are guilty
1: i believe he was found with a monocle and an
0: ironic slayer t-shirt that he was wearing there in williamsburg but how did you know how did you know sherlock i just saw it from the corner of my bespeckled eye and knew thereupon and within that someone such as yourself would not be carrying such a pin around as thou art a hipster. Now, you may ask, where's your Colonel Sanders accent? Well, I've been living in Brooklyn for a while. I do declare.
1: With my roommate, Wyatt Earp. <laughs> I do declare. Where did, what is that hat? Is that hat made of vinyl? What's the
0: material of that hat? And is it comfortable? It's made from licorice. So when I'm done wearing it, I can enjoy it as a delicious aperitif.
1: Well, this is an unusual recording for us. This is a Sunday evening. We don't
0: often record on Sunday evenings. What we normally do on Sunday evenings is retire to our sitting rooms with our families, make a warm fire, and then proceed to bitch at each other. And let each other know how they have fallen short of our expectations. It's the American way. It's the only way all over the world. <clears throat> I do declare. It's hard to break out of the accent when you have the pipe. When you have the pipe, the pipe makes you want to keep doing the accent. So I'm going to put the mm-hmm. pipe down mm-hmm. and I'm going to pick up down. this pipe, the old ancient Celtic flute. Mm hmm. <laughs> Uh, So, what we did for Thanksgiving is we celebrated our ancient Celtic traditions by- By watching a Celtics game. By slaughtering a lamb. And by slaughtering a lamb, I mean by watching uh, a really bad football game. No, uh, we just hung out with the in-laws and the, uh, the parents. My parents and my wife's parents came over. And so far, nobody's come down with COVID. So- knock on wood
1: you basically did what i did instead of you going to them they all came to you you basically did the same
0: exact thing where did you go you went to birmingham
1: we went to birmingham Yep, yeah. it was nice we had a good time just got home
0: no offense to anybody that is listening from birmingham but goddamn, that town sucks a giant uh watermelon crust sandwich yeah try not to well, cuss as much
1: we just went into a house for a couple of days. We, it could have been anywhere. We, we, we didn't take in the, uh,
0: the, the sights and
1: sounds of Birmingham. It could have been anywhere. It was fun. I've never
0: been to a town where people weren't like, I don't know what's going on there. People are like ready to fight. They're not happy. Nobody's happy there. Maybe like the head of the KKK is happy. But other than him, I don't think anybody's happy in Birmingham.
1: Yeah, I don't think people are happy almost anywhere. I'm not sure that's the unique hallmark of Birmingham.
0: Dude, they're happy in Austin. People are happy here. Portland, they're happy. Nashville, they're kind of happy some of the time, some of the people.
1: I've I've been almost more scared than anywhere in Portland. I mean, I've brushed up against some crazy shit in Portland oh, where people were real
0: unhappy. Don't walk around. Dude, if you're going to Portland, don't walk around. Dude, yeah. you know who's in, on the streets of Portland? Junkies. When they were saying they had all these riots in Portland, I'm like, yeah, they've been having Quiet Riots for the last 20 years that I've been visiting there. Every time I go there, I'm like, I'm never walking around here again.
1: I think Quiet Riot is a pretty good band name. Most band names, 99.9% of all band names are really bad, but Quiet Riot, pretty good.
0: If I was going to have a metal band, I would call it Hush Up Sweet Child with your metal rackets.
1: There's a pretty famous story about a Led Zeppelin album where they hired Storm Thurguson who did all the Pink Floyd covers, to make their cover. Mm-hmm. And he, he his mock-up for Led Zeppelin that they rejected famously was a tennis racket hitting a ball, and he wanted to call the album Racket because that's what the music
0: sounded like to him. That's what he presented to Jimmy Page. <laughs> and Jimmy Page said, Sir, I kindly will bid you for <laughs> He said, You fucking <laughs> fired bitch. How I will, dare you? <laughs> I will kindly pay you your five hundred dollars and bid you on your way, sir. Why are you cussing less? What's going on there? I don't know. I just I listened to one of our shows and I just said the word dick about a thousand times. I'm like, all right, enough of that. It's time to grow up. Time to time to put a pipe in my mouth and a fucking licorice hat on my head and, and grow up. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's real
1: good. That's real fine.
0: Find that California wine, son. Find that California wine.
1: We went to a French wine tasting class. Hello. And uh, I guess I'm sophisticated now.
0: Dude, I can smell the raspberries from here.
1: Now I'm sophisticated. So,
0: when you take a wine tasting class, they do they teach you like what you're looking for or what? How's that work?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was particularly French wine. So the first thirty to forty five minutes was just a brief history of French wine. Then they start to tell you what you need to be looking for. Then they brought out a bunch of wine that we all tasted, and this, you know, quote unquote expert helped us understand what was happening. It all tasted like wine to me.
0: What if you don't drink and you go to a wine tasting? It's got to be shitty.
1: I mean, I suppose you could swirl it around your mouth and spit it out. That's what some people were doing because people were getting a little tipsy. I was enjoying the part when it got tipsy, so I continued drinking all the wine. But there were some people spitting it in a communal spit can.
0: Were you asking them to spit it in your mouth so as (laughs) not to
1: waste the wine? I was. I did. I asked all of them that. Excuse me, sir. May
0: I proffer for just a moment? Yes.
1: Would you treat me as a baby bird, as it were, who was thirsty from a day of wrangling out of this eggshell in your nest and spit that sweet spirit into my mouth.
0: Why, yes, sir, I would be so kind as to do that. If you would be so bold as to protest, then I must say, of course.
1: There was an aspect of it that I think you would hate, or maybe you, maybe you would get a kick out of this because it, it made it a little more interesting. But we've had this at that wine tasting. And we also had it when we went to like a vegan cooking class, which was basically in this chick's big kitchen. There was like 15 people there is you got someone in the in the crowd like us who bought the ticket to the to learn but guess what they are a big goddamn know-it-all and so teacher persons up there teaching and then they're like but actually and they're just they're they're desperately wanting to co-teach the class so uh, you're because cuz they're vegan Well just cuz they know a lot about the subject like there was a wine guy at the wine thing who obviously is a wine nerd And so we have the guy that we paid to teach us, but then the wine nerd, who was just one of us, chimed in a lot. And you could tell the teacher guy was annoyed. We were annoyed. Wine guy was real happy with himself, oblivious to the social faux pas he was committing. It was uh, interesting. Is that something that would annoy you if you were in that situation? You were sitting next to a goddamn know-it-all?
0: I would probably be the guy that was knowing it all. Even if I didn't know shit about wine, I'd be like, oh, that's room temp. And they'd be like, that doesn't, we all know that. I know, but it needs to be room temp.
1: Okay, got it. Thanks. All right. Mundy Hendrickson says, Lunar Satanism. Hey, an entirely Clint-based email. Oh, boy. Had a fellow Bob fan message me and ask, is Clint really a Satanist? I shared her that you're an atheist, which precludes you from worshiping anyone. And from what I understand, it's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek sort of tip of the hat to the hysteria that went on when metal was starting to get big. But I'm no metalhead, and if someone bothered to type it in the message, I'm sure there may be others who might be wondering in IOK land. I'm sure you would never have to explain this on Metal Up Your Podcast, but I invite you to touch on this if you care to. No, I'm not a Satanist. Dude, can we,
0: can we do it? We don't have to do a deep dive, but I would like to dive into this idea of worshiping satan. Now, I can't think of anything dumber than worshiping satan, cuz here's the deal. If satan exists, you're fucked. <laughs> like if you if you worship satan and he exists, it it, it ends badly for you. It doesn't end well. Like, he's not, he's not cool. Like, nobody's like, oh, yeah, Satan, he's got a bad rap, but he's actually real chill.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, it's, they think they're going to get in some good favor with the with the guy by worshiping him and that he might make them some sort of right-hand servant or spare them some pain. But yeah, Satan's, he's Satan. He's not doing anyone any favors. No! He doesn't, he's not loyal to anybody. He's no!
0: Satan. He's Satan, dude. He's going to fuck you up. He just, all he wants to do is watch you cry. And you're like, but I, I worshiped you my whole life he's like i know but i'm the devil you dumb fuck now i'm gonna watch you cry oh cry 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 i'm crying now and then jesus is just like fuck that dumbass because even jesus would be like fuck that guy from what i understand about
1: actual satanism they don't they're atheists they don't believe in any of that stuff it's like what they don't actually believe in an actual god that's the devil it's it's all about ego and hedonism and you're talking about experience. No, you're talking about magic. That's not Satanism. No, I'm talking about the Church of Satan, the actual literal Church of Satan. They don't believe in an actual Satan. I'm talking about like what Anthony LeVay and shit. They don't believe
0: in an actual devil. So wait, so they, all right, here's what it says. Church of Satan is a religious organization dedicated to Satanism. That's codified in the Satanic Bible. It was established at the Black House in San Francisco, of course, on Wompernkinsnacht in 1966, a year after I was born, by Anton Zandar LeVay. Mm-hmm. Probably not a chill dude, dude. Here's what I know about that dude. He liked to sniff butts. Like, that guy was like, hmm, come on over here. Let me, have you been jogging? Let me sniff your butt. And then, let's start the Church of Satan. My name's Anton LeVay. I'm a butt sniffer. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not saying, no, the dude's like hetero. He just likes sniffing butts. The, The nastier, the shittier, the better. The poopier the butt, the better.
1: I did have a guy on Reddit. I was sharing my project on Reddit. And some guy wrote, oh, it sounds sick, dude. I'm super into TST. What's that? <laughs> so I wrote, well, hey, man, thanks for checking out the project. What's TST? And he wrote, the satanic temple. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh God. God, it's like a moth to the, do I want these people
0: interested in my shit? Because it is a joke. The church does not believe in the devil, neither a Christian nor Islamic notion of Satan. Yeah. It describes itself as skeptical atheist, embracing the Hebrew root of the word Satan as adversary. Adversary. It's a positive archetype who represents pride, individualism, and enlightenment. Right. Well, call it something else, then, you dumbass fucking butt sniffers. (laughs) Calling it fucking Church of Satan. I'm going to call my church Church of a Big Fat Gnarly Ass Dick. Oh, Mm -hmm. what do you guys worship a dick? No, we don't worship, we don't believe in dicks. We're actually worshiping the flower. Oh, really? Why are you calling it that? Cause we're fucking individuals, we're adversaries. All right, go fuck yourself and go sniff some ass, you motherfuckers. By the way, my my apologies if we have any idea. I okay, Satanists uh, listening. I'm of course joking. That's all, those are all jokes. If you if you want to believe in the Church of Satan, please be my guest. I'm just J.K. <laughs> By the way, everything I've said about Church of Satan, J.K. Everything I've said on this entire episode, by the way, JK. Dude, if you don't know that everything I've said on this episode is JK, G.F.Y. i I'm sure there
1: are people out there who actually do worship Satan. Like, here's one called theistic Satanism. Theistic Satanism is a form of Satanism with the primary belief that Satan is an actual deity. So there you go. There's theistic Satanism. Uh, Other characteristics of theistic Satanism may include a belief in magic, which is manipulated through rituals. Although that is not a defining criterion, and theistic Satanists may focus solely on devotion. Oh, my God. I mean, it's just so fun. It's fun to make fun of. It's funny. I grew up on hard rock and metal that plays with all these themes. That's all it is. I don't actually believe in Satan. John Smiley writes, if my, if I may be so bold. Oh, my God. Maybe he's got a pipe. He says, what? Body Let me get my col- pipe. There it is. But he says, Bob's You may, playing- sir. You may, sir. Please proceed. Proceed. How do you pronounce this town? Helotes, Texas? Helotes. That is how you say it, huh? Okay. Bob's playing Helotes, Texas on December 12th. Could this be true? Live music in 2020? What if I told you I could get all three Smiley Patreons to attend? Because remember, we have a bunch of patrons with the last name Smiley. He said, what if I could get all three to attend? John, Jake, and Jordan. Would that result in some sort of guestless privileges? Or more likely, is Bob about to say, go fuck yourself? They know you too
0: well, dude. They do know me. Uh I don't think there here's the problem with all of these shows. So this is my second show that I've done where it's socially distant. Every if it's like the hopefully it is exactly like the last one. All there's no like there's no like loitering about. You you basically every ticket has a chair and then you have to go to your chair and sit in your chair during the show. It's not like a general admission thing. So there's no there's no, like, real guest list, unfortunately. What's the situation
1: like? How, are, are there is someone walking around taking orders to get drinks? No.
0: So there's a bar, and if you go to the bar to get your drink, you have to put your mask on, go up to the bar, get your drink. And then when you come back to your seat, you can take your mask down and drink. But you can't be walking around without a mask. It's all very – it's socially distanced. It's outside. It's not in, indoors. Uh, it's pretty – I mean, I guess. I mean – I think it seems safe to me. I did one at Nutty Brown, and same deal. It seemed very, uh, very cool and very safe. And I haven't heard of anybody, you know, getting sick because of it. I, I was a little worried the first first time I did it, but I fear I feel like if it's outdoors and people are social distancing and not getting in each other's face, it's probably fine.
1: He says, "I and the other Smiley boys are in talks to attend, and it's my wife's fortieth birthday. What a party this could be!" Peace, John Smiley. Wasn't the one that you did before, though, wasn't it this interesting thing where it wasn't it, it wasn't made up of your fans or something? Oh,
0: so it's the third one I've done. So the very first one I did, I did during the summer in Dallas or in Arlington. And it was a free show. We've done that show uh, a few times during the summer. The place holds about 3,000 people. They limited it to 500 people. And what they did was they basically – you know, made a grid on the entire thing. And then you could reserve your little square chunk of real estate for your group. And we didn't advertise it because we just didn't get around to doing it. And literally they put it up on their website, the Arlington pavilion people. And it, you know, sold it. it, There was no selling, but people like, it was all signed up within like a few minutes. Okay. So when I got down there, I was like, Oh, These are all my fans, but they weren't. They were just people that wanted to go see live music, and uh, some of them were my fans, but most of them were not. And they were like, what do you got? What do you got, boy? And I was like, "Uh, I got this joke about time travel, and they're like, that ain't funny. And I'm like, well, that's all I got.
1: But this show that they're talking about attending, will that be more fan fans than not fans?
0: That's all fans.
1: But I I will
0: say this. When everybody's seated and separated it does not make for necessarily a great like from the stage. It just feels weird. I don't mind seated shows. I like seated shows, and I like that. And but there's something about a big outdoor show where everybody's seated. You want you want it to get crazy. You want to build. You know. You want to build up the crowd. You want to have everybody go crazy. But nobody's really crazy. They're just all like sitting there and like yeah, what's up, yeah.
1: It's weird. Yeah. I uh, I definitely feel that. I don't even like seated shows in a normal like there's this place we used to play a lot called the Triple Door in Seattle. That was almost like a dinner dinner time show. People were like eating dinner. I love those shows. I know. I know. Well, you cuz you get to sit at a piano and like people listen more. Well, it's, it's an like,
0: it's an indoor space and it's very quiet. And and it's so there's there's a vibe there. When you're in, it's dark. Everybody's seated. It's it's got its own thing. But when you're outside, and it's a big show, you want it to have that big energy. And this it doesn't it doesn't really have that energy. I mean, it's fine, and people yeah. people enjoyed it. They had a good time. It was just different. Do you change the set list
1: up to accommodate that
0: vibe? I probably will this time. The last time I was just like, I'm just going to give people what they want. I just kind of played the hits. I didn't really fuck around with a lot of new material or stuff that maybe, you know, when when I'm playing a ton of shows, I end up, you know, half the set list is brand new material that nobody's ever heard before. But lately, because I've, I've been playing such few live shows, I mean, I just like, I'm just going to play all the songs that everybody knows and not fuck around with any new shit.
1: Are you playing any of the new album live? Uh, yeah, like two songs. I've played American Jesus with you live, but I think that's the only one that I recognized.
0: Yeah, I'm doing a, yeah. I mean, I'll do a couple. I don't know if I'll I don't know if I'll do that one. Maybe though. We'll see.
1: That's a good one. I'm looking forward to hear how that one turned out.
0: Yeah, well, we're supposed to start mixing it tomorrow. I'm not sure if I'm done with it, but I guess maybe I am done with it.
1: <laughs> I thought it was already mixed. I thought that part was done.
0: No, I've been holding out because I was going to add some more like, harmony vocals and stuff but now i'm like fuck it
1: mixing gets exhausting dude i've been doing a bunch of rounds of mixes too and it's just on one hand it's exciting hearing your thing get born but then it's a lot to deal with you have to think about everything like when you listen to mixes are you really particular about stuff
0: dude i usually have been but on the last record i've worked with dave mcnair now on six records and I mean I've had to like fly to where he lives to finish mixes because we got so finicky and on this on blood and bones he's every mix he sent me I was like oh that's great. Yeah. Like nothing had to be remixed. Everything was perfect. So it was super easy for him. Is that cuz he
1: kind of cracked the code on working with you or because you trust him more? What do you attribute that? To? I think it's a
0: combination of me a not giving a shit and him like knowing what I like. Yeah. So that those kind of intersected.
1: So just a lot of sniffing butthole sounds on every song. Church of Satan, baby. Here's what any church wants to do. <laughs> there we go. There's a Church of Satan theme song. Here's what any church with like a leader like Anton LeVay or whoever wants to do. They want to fuck your wife. Oh yeah. That's it. That's, that's all dude. That's what the that's only what reason doing. to start
0: The only reason to start a religion is to fuck everybody in your cult. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Any doc I see on a cult, the first thing I notice is like, oh, this guy's fucking everybody. Do that nexus thing? Like, it doesn't matter if it's like old school cult or like new age cult or like fucking Deepak Chopra is trying to fuck somebody. Bikram is (laughs) putting his finger in everybody's butthole. Dude, I'm telling (laughs) you, man. These motherfuckers that try to start their own religion or own yoga style or whatever, the fuck it is their own baseball team whatever it is at the end of the day they're sticking their stinky crooked finger in somebody's butthole period i have (laughs) spoken i've spoken and i'm correct and if you don't believe it gfy (laughs) how about this if you don't believe it,
1: go check one of those cults out and see how long it takes for them to fuck your wife. There you go, dude. and then and then report back
0: because I'm I'm listening, dude. They had this cult in Austin, Texas, and it was started by this guy who like changed his name, and it turned out like right before he started the cult, he was a gay porn star, and all he did in this cult is fuck all the heterosexual guys in the <laughs> cult like he didn't even want to fuck gay guys he only wanted to fuck heterosexual guys
1: Is this not the and one the, that they made the documentary about called Holy Hell? Is it that guy? Yeah.
0: That was an Austin that's an Austin That was dude. in Austin? Yeah. And uh and oh all these guys God. are like well I'm hetero but I sucked his dick a bunch. I'm like dude you're dumb. Well how about the Tiger King guy the the guy he married
1: that was missing all his teeth cuz he was all meffed out. He's like here's the thing man I'm not gay, <laughs> it's
0: like, you were married to that guy for like seven years. No, daddy what that guy was a... what that guy was is short on meth, dude when you're <laughs> short on meth you're not you dude, you can say whatever you want, but when you're short on meth you're whatever whoever's got the meth wants you to be pee whatever you're whatever tiger daddy needs you to be that day, dude, if somebody needs you to be a little lamb and dress up in a lamb's cloth clothing and eat a pile of shit, guess what you're doing. <laughs> You're fucking gluing cotton balls to your fucking naked body and eating dookie.
1: Well, your night's sorted. Yeah, your night is sorted. Because
0: guess what you need to get in your body? As much meth as possible. Because, dude, when that meth, when that stops, you're like, hmm, what are these? Oh, these nubby things? Oh, that's my mouth. Because all my teeth are gone. I need more meth. And thus I've spoken, and I'm correct. And if you don't believe it, GFY. that's wild that that holy hell guy was in
1: austin i have watched that a couple times because he he got them all to quit having sex with each other there was like a big no sex thing because it right whatever it clouded your spiritual whatever you know your your enlightenment and then they find out he was fucking all the dudes because and he was a
0: porn star in like the 70s he was always like naked and all into fitness the church that he built became one world theater i play there all the time and i'm not sure about it but I feel like the guy who owns it might have been in that cult. I don't know if that's true, by the way. But he has a culty vibe to him, the guy that owns the One World Dinner.
1: It's a real scary end of that documentary, too, because the guy basically moves to Hawaii and starts the whole thing over over there. And the filmmaker, who's one of his ex-victims, goes and confronts him in Hawaii. You know that last scene? Oh, yeah. He's like, how are you doing? And the guy's like, oh. The guy's like, got this real glassy dead look in his
0: eye. It's real creepy, man. It's real creepy. Dude, the whole problem with all of it is at the end of the day, all you're doing is surrounding yourself with the dumbest people alive. Like Koresh and Waco, at the end of the day, when when all those guys got killed, it was the dumbest people in Waco that were in there. And thus I've spoken. And I noticed people are like, hey, man, how do you know? How do you know? I'll tell you why. Here's how I know. Because some motherfucker was saying that he was Jesus. And you believed him. Go sniff butts.
1: (laughs) Well, if you want to play us out, Bob, with the pipes of peace there, this was yet another episode of I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay.
0: By the way, disclaimer, everything I've said tonight about Church of Satan, about cult leaders, about religion, about people being dumb who believe in cults, JK! JK. That K. stands that stands for Just kidding. So Alright, play us all, Bob, and this was
1: another riveting episode of I'm OK, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay. You can write into us, Bob and Clint at gmail.com. We'll read it on the show. We'll talk about Satanism. What else do we want to say before we split? Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Happy Holidays. happy holidays uh, hopefully you had a wonderful thanksgiving and uh we can't just say happy holidays though we have
1: to also say merry christmas
0: check out my new my latest episode of my other podcast the song game that'll hit the air today when this one comes out but later on in the evening it actually comes out at midnight so check that out check out clint's other podcast mental up your podcast much more successful podcast than this one that people love. And it's always in the top charts. Um, Go to patreon.com backslash IOK and subscribe. And, uh, you know, because it's the right thing to do. And we need cult followers. And we've got a secret weekly. It's a cult. And we want you in it.
1: Here's the only thing. We won't try to fuck your wife in there.
0: We will try to fuck your wife, but it'll be... (laughs) figuratively or metaphorically the one that doesn't where your wife doesn't actually get fucked so join today jk gfy hey <laughs>